Welcome to Life Together, a podcast for Gresham Bible Church, where we exist to glorify God in being disciples who make disciples of all people through the transforming power of the gospel. This will be our last episode before the podcast takes a break for the summer. Then, Lord willing, we'll have a new season kicking off again in the fall. For our last episode before summer break, we discuss an awesome book that Todd wrote. The book is Superheroes Can't Save You. Epic Examples of Historic Heresies. Todd is kind enough to share about the book and why he wrote it. We discuss superheroes and why addressing historical heresies about Jesus is important for us. As you'll hear, this would be an engaging and refreshing book to read over the summer. Parents, maybe this would be a great book for your children to interact with over their summer break. So, whether you're a comics fan and love superheroes, or whether you don't know the difference between Clark Kent, Bruce Wayne, and Peter Parker, I hope you'll find this discussion helpful as we consider that every bad idea about Jesus can be illustrated by a superhero. Bible Church, we have a uh, hopefully engaging and meaningful and fun discussion teed up on this episode. We're going to talk with Todd and Jordan's going to join in and we are going to talk superheroes and Jesus. And specifically, (laughs) we're going to talk through and address uh, Todd's great book, Superheroes Can't Save You. So, Guys, let's lean into this conversation. I'm just going to um, be totally upfront and honest that I don't have a lot of comic book superhero knowledge. You brothers do. So I'm excited for this discussion. Um, so here we go. Todd, what is the big idea of your book, Superheroes Can't Save You? Yeah. So the title, Superheroes Can't Save You, um, is is almost a little misleading. Uh, it's really a book about Jesus. Mm-hmm. and Particularly, it's it's a book about the doctrine of the person of Jesus Christ. In particular, in theology, what we call the hypostatic union. That is the, the full divi- divine nature and the full human nature combined in the one person of, of Jesus Christ. So that's that's the hypostatic union, and and, and it is a mind bender. There's nothing mm-hmm. in nature. There's nothing in the world. There's no other created entity that I am aware of that has two natures, um, and certainly in a human person. So there's uh, analogies always fall short, mm-hmm. uh, and and the church for a long time struggled with explaining exactly how Jesus can be fully human and fully divine at the same time in his one person. Mm -hmm. And there were a lot of bad ideas floated about that. Uh, Many of those bad ideas were so bad that they undercut the gospel where the church evaluated those ideas and said, uh, the Jesus you just described could not have saved us. Right. And, and so they said, so so that, that has to be false. And, and what I found is, um, that most of those heresies, which is the, term that we give for those like horrifically bad, dangerous ideas that undercut the gospel. Most of those heresies map onto a comic superhero very nicely uh, for purposes of illustration. And so um, there's, I think, seven chapters in the book with seven historic ideas 
heretical ideas um, about who Jesus is. And, and of course, they all fall short of the biblical presentation of, of Jesus, uh, but they all map onto a comic superhero. Yeah. And, um, and so the, the, the big idea of the book is in order for Jesus to do everything that the Bible says that he did, does, and will yet do, he has to be everything that the Bible says that he is. Yeah. And, and so, so any diminishment of who Jesus is will inevitably affect what he has done, is doing, or will yet do. And, yeah. and we can't have that. So, so it's really a book about theology. I was trying to trick people into picking up a book <laughs> on Christology, people who would ordinarily not pick up a book on Christology. Yeah. So that's, that's the idea behind it. Yeah, love it. Okay, so let's kind of lay the groundwork for comics, superheroes, right? So you talk about it in the book, but it'd be cool for you to speak to. Who was your favorite comic book hero growing up and why? Yeah, uh, two that I gravitated towards the most. Uh, the, the one who I would have said is my favorite at when I was younger is probably not is probably down to second right now. Ooh, but okay. uh, so I, I I loved the Flash. I yeah. I thought that I was which really, Flash? Uh, the Barry Allen. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Barry Allen. There's uh, multiple Flashes. Ooh, Mike. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Educate. Let yeah. the education begin. Exactly. Here. Yes, that's right. Um, and and in particular because I really liked Barry Allen. I yeah. I, I liked his character. I and yeah, so that I mean, heavens, the main reason I liked him was because he was super fast, but I also <laughs> liked uh, his 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 personality and attitude and, and all of that. Um, I also bought growing up a lot of Batman comic books, Ooh, and, and he is definitely my favorite superhero, yeah. still. Um, I love it for, if you're really into comic book trivia, the, the two highest selling uh, comic books. Um, individuals, if you will, would, would be Spider-Man and Batman. Mm -hmm. uh, those are, wow. and, and it's not particularly close. No. Um, so interesting. Okay. And, and, and I, and I think Spider-Man is ahead of Batman just in total comic book sales. Now, now each of those have like four or five different series. Yeah, uh, lots of different titles. It, titles. Yeah. yeah. That they go through. But anyway, Jordan, how about you? Favorite comic book superhero? Uh, Batman and Spider-Man my favorite, <laughs> okay. which is like lame to say that because they're the two most popular. You guys are so popular. vibing yeah. right now. Yeah. Yes. Batman. Yeah. Batman's always been my favorite. I both love his comics, but then in 1992, there was Batman the Animated Series was on, oh, on boy. Fox TV. I came home from school every day as a seven-year-old to watch, and I own that show on DVD and it's still some of the best Batman mm -hmm. storytelling, but I, was that the uh, Mark Hamill Joker? Yes. Yes. Okay. Which is maybe the best Joker. Yeah. And, he does it and so And clearly good. the best acting Mark Hamill has ever done too. <laughs> well, yeah. hold on. Shots right. fired. This podcast yeah. might go off the rails here. Okay. <laughs> you know, he's fantastic. He's a great yeah. voice actor and he his was. Joker is so good. Cause he goes, he has the humorous and threatening at the same time. Batman's my favorite because, um, you know, he, yes, he doesn't have superpowers. They make the joke in the movies, I'm rich, it's his superpower. Mm -hmm. But that he, he, he's so smart, he has a plan for everything. He can only defeat people because he's already thought out every potential option for stuff. And 
I mean, talking about Batman, I'm going to make uh, some youth in the church upset at this. I think that the newest Batman movie is the best Batman movie. I totally agree. Thank you. I oh totally my gosh, agree. Todd, did we just become best friends? <laughs> yes. I know. I totally agree because because Batman is the world's greatest detective. Yes. yes. Uh, thank yes. you. And they and it's ignored in all the other yes. previous Batman stuff. It's always Morgan Freeman in this one. Yeah, Morgan Freeman. Yep. Lucius Fox solves it for him in the Nolan yep. trilogy, which is a great trilogy. And the Dark Knight with Heath Ledger is an incredible movie, but it's incredible because Heath Ledger is incredible yep. as the Joker, whereas Robert Pattinson is Batman and he's yep. not even Bruce Wayne yet, which is why no. I love that one. Yep. He has to learn to become Bruce Wayne. That's the mm -hmm. whole point of Batman. And Batman would never retire. Sorry, Dark Knight Rises. He retires for eight years and then comes back. Batman would never retire. No, you guys are so, awesome. Yeah. I love this. Okay. Oh, so, yeah, I, I, I totally agree. <laughs> I totally agree. With that. I, so I love that right movie. Now. I love that movie. Oh, like, the yeah. students are like, oh, I didn't think it was that good. Dark Knight's way better. Dark Knight Rises is better. I'm like, you guys have no idea. You don't know the real Batman because yeah. you don't read the comics. Okay. Yeah. So if Spider Man fought Batman, who would win and why? Batman because he Batman yeah I mean the, the thing with Batman unfortunately with Batman the thing you can say is he always has a plan if you mm -hmm. give Batman enough time and preparation mm -hmm. he'll always win okay even yeah. against Superman even which against doesn't Superman. make sense yeah, yeah it, it doesn't make sense but but that was the closest they came in that in the Justice League stuff to yes. like Batman actually defeated Superman yeah um, okay <laughs> this is awesome. Okay. <laughs> nothing to do with Jesus, but... <laughs> no, well, we're laying the groundwork. Well, Jesus okay. is so, better than all of us. There you go. We'll yeah. just baptize it at the end yeah. with that. Oh, this is great. Oh, man. All right. Um, this will be our least listened to episode. <laughs> that's okay. We're enjoying it before summer break. How about, quick question, who is the most underrated superhero and why? Oh, that's a very good question. I mean, you can get some really deep cuts, though, that nobody yeah, would know I'll who we're talking you, about. Yeah. Um, I think... Hawkeye is really underrated as an Avenger. He, you know, he's kind of a joke in the movies, but in the comics, like he, it's impressive. He's just a dude with a bow and arrow, but he, he also, he's, he's good with like everything that he just kind of has perfect actory and stuff. Um, there was a great run of comics in the late 2000s by Matt Fraction, a Hawkeye run. Look, this is so yes. nerdy. Yeah. It's an incredible telling of him of that he's just the guy that bad stuff always happens to him but he just keeps on plugging away because it's okay. the right thing to do and even though he doesn't really have superpowers so i think hawkeye's really underrated todd okay i'm actually uh, i'm gonna go with the flash whoa okay and, and here's why i think the flash is the most powerful of all the superheroes um it especially in the dc world uh, which I always gravitated towards um, because like, like all the multiverse stuff uh, you know, S Spider Man and the yep. multiverse, all that. It it really started with the flash because the flash can, can time travel. The flash mm. can, uh, it, he, 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 there, there's a lot more going on with him and uh, it, it is very difficult to, match the villains of Batman and the villains of Spider-Man. Yeah. But the Flash comes really close. He does he, have cool ones. He, he's got really cool villains that he mm. has to go up against. And so... A super anyway. smart gorilla. I mean, that's not bad for <laughs> that's right. That's right. Uh, so, anyway, i I think he might be the, the. I think he might be more powerful than Superman, which definitionally you would think would be impossible. But I think it's entirely possible. That is underrated. Okay. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. Okay. So let let's dive into the book. I was thinking we could give people kind of a flavor uh, of the book by maybe chapter two. Todd entitled Batman can't save you the liability of liberalism, which meaning <laughs> Jesus was just a remarkable human. So kind of putting you on the spot. Yeah. You wrote it, but maybe just 
talk that through with us, give people kind of, okay, here's how the book uses superheroes to highlight truths about Jesus address heresy. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, can I alter the question just a little Do bit? It. And let's just talk about the first two chapters because okay, that, that really sets it up, okay. I think. So it, it seems to me that, that if you run into an unbeliever... <laughs> Um, and and ask them what they think about Jesus. Th- they will probably not uh, diss Jesus. It, that's sure. still pretty unpopular to do. It's, it's it's like making fun of Mother Teresa. It's, yeah. it's just really poor form. Most people will even agree with the Christian and say, "I think Jesus was amazing." In fact, they they might even say, "I think Jesus was probably the most remarkable human that ever lived." Mm-hmm. But and 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 we would agree with that. Right. He absolutely is. I would probably alter it and say, you know what? I, I think he's more than that. I think he's the most remarkable person alive. You know, I might, yes, I might right. say something like that. Yeah. Um, but but even that's not good enough because he was he wasn't less than that. He absolutely is the most remarkable person alive. But he's also a, a, a divine. He's mm-hmm. the son of God. He, so I shouldn't say person, the most remarkable human. So he's fully human, just like us, but he is also fully divine. Um, and and the, the Jesus of the unbeliever, the Jesus of Christian liberalism would diminish Jesus to the status of the most remarkable human who ever lived. Mm-hmm. Um, and in the analogy, that's a lot like Batman mm-hmm. uh, because Batman has no superpowers. He has, he's got tremendous resources, um, but he, but they're all very human type resources. Resources, you know, trained by ninjas. Like we, we can probably fathom of, of a human being being trained by ninjas. We can fathom of a filthy rich person. We, we can fathom a person who's like brilliant, you know, even like the world's greatest detective, like better than Sherlock Holmes, perhaps. You're right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, but, but, but at the end, that's all that that idea of Jesus is just the most remarkable human who ever lived. And of course, we would say that he is so much more than that. He And he has to be more than that. And so what, what I try to make the case for is that Jesus is more than just the most remarkable human who ever lived, although he is that. He's also fully divine. Mm-hmm. Here's how the Bible makes that case. And here is how, and, and here's why it's so important that that a merely human Jesus, even the most remarkable human mm. Jesus that ever lived, uh, even a sinless human, merely human Jesus could not actually save us uh, from our sins, could not actually um, uh, serve as, as, as our great high priest. Could, mm-hmm. like, any of the things that we say that Jesus did or does, he could not have done and could not do if he were merely the most remarkable human who ever lived. So, Amen. so hence the Batman can't save you. The, uh, the, the Superman, which is the chapter one, is um, that uh, is something you won't run into with unbelievers, but I think it happens in the church a lot, is we are so used to in the church defending the deity of Jesus Christ that we don't know what to make of his humanity. Yeah. And, and so for a lot of Christians, Jesus just appeared to be human. He, we don't know what to do with his humanity. Yeah. Uh, it almost feels like we're diminishing him by talking about his humanity. Um, and so like Superman, uh, who was 
not truly human. He was, you know, Clark Kent was just Superman in disguise. Mm-hmm. He, th- there was no human in the comic book world named Clark Kent. That, that was a persona, a disguise. Uh, so a lot, of, a lot of Christians in a de facto way, but mm. in the past explicitly would have said, uh, Jesus was not truly human. He just appeared that way. He was really just God in disguise. Wow. Um, and and so I, I try to make the case that wow you know that if Jesus was merely or just the Son of God he couldn't have actually saved us we, he had to be fully human just like us in order to die for us in order to be our great high priest in order to be the eternal King of Kings uh, the Son you know the the Davidic heir all of these things that are so important in the Bible that we depend on day after day after day depend upon a fully human Jesus not not like Batman and a fully, I'm sorry, a fully human Jesus, not like Superman mm-hmm. and a fully divine Jesus, not mm-hmm. like Batman. And then there's just variations of it afterwards in, in the remaining chapters, yeah. all of them hopefully delving into something that, that, that Jesus uh, has to be so that he can do something very specific. Yeah. My joke with that is always 100% man, 100% God. Bad math, good theology. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Yeah, which, which he was. Yeah, that's that's exactly right. Amen. Amen. Yeah. I mean, I, I found the book really engaging, and not just because it's you know uh, superheroes, but it mm-hmm. highlights Jesus. Um, we'll talk about this later on in the podcast, but I'll just say it now so I don't forget. Like, I'd really encourage anyone at Gresham Bible Church to read it, and specifically parents with teenagers yeah. or older young adult children. I'm talking to myself here. Awesome book for you to read together, talk through each chapter at the end has some really helpful discussion questions. I think it would be great. Maybe you could even do homework assignments of watching superhero movies <laughs> during, the, during the summer too, go. right? Yeah. So. If that's what it takes to get you to think more about Jesus. Then, <laughs> exactly then right. That's, exactly that's, right. That's yeah. How about, um, so you go through the chapters, Todd, and you, you know, like you said, use a superhero to illustrate a key point mm-hmm. about um, who Jesus is, uh, et cetera. How about any of those heresies? Are there any of those particularly that you think maybe in our time and our cultural moment, we may be predisposed mm-hmm. to assuming or having wrong ideas about? Yeah. Well, I, I said earlier that, that, that when you talk to an unbeliever, they're probably not running around thinking Jesus was the son of God. Right. <laughs> yep. they're, probably, they're probably thinking that Jesus was the most remarkable human who ever lived. Um, so th- that's who you run into. I, I think de facto in our church, as I mentioned earlier, I think functionally, we don't know what to do with the humanity of Jesus. Um, I, I have a, a chapter in there on a Trinitarian heresy, uh, modalism, which I think is, again, the de facto idea uh, because the Trinity is so difficult to wrap our mental arms around mm-hmm. that oftentimes we we devolve into illustrations that inevitably will fall apart. And, and modalism uh, was the idea that there's one God who appeared in three different personas. You know, there's in the Old Testament, it was God the Father. In the New Testament, it was or gospel era, it was Jesus. And then in the ever since the church age, it's been the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's how God appears to us. Um, of course, the doctrine of the Trinity says he doesn't just appear to us in these ways. He is uh, God exists eternally forever as three co-equal persons, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, one God, three persons, really hard to wrap our mind around, but um, 
that's that's what the Bible speaks to. Yeah, and man. there's a coherence to the Trinity on the pages of the Bible, even though it's difficult to come up with an illustration of how it actually works. But uh, so th- that, that idea of modalism, which I argued is like the Ant-Man heresy, um, I, I think it's probably the de facto understanding of, of okay. how um, people understand the Trinity today. And it's, it's, it's heretical actually. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then one more, if you ever have a Jehovah's Witness come knock at your door, that's just ancient Arianism. Oh, yeah. Which is in, in the book. It's the Thor heresy. Um, we, w- the church took care of Arius in 325. <laughs> and there's, there's something tempting when a Jehovah's Witness comes and knocks on my door to say, didn't we take care of you in 325? <laughs> what, 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 are you, what are you still doing here? Um, if you say uh, so, Athanasius to a Jehovah's Witness, do they like shrivel up yes, and start yes. to? Yes, <laughs> it's it's just like garlic with a vampire. Yeah, it's, or sunlight with a vampire. Yeah, yeah. Oh it's, it's, it's the magic word. So, okay. Jordan, how about for you with ministering with students over the years prior to GBC, now at GBC? Um, kind of put you on the spot here a little bit. Any yeah. of these heresies you think are particularly, hey, we need a better understanding around this. And I get, yeah, the Trinity, none of us fully get that, but just what, how would you comment to that? Yeah. I, I mean, I love the book too. I just finished reading it 20 minutes before we started recording this podcast, but <laughs> so it's fresh on your yeah, mind. It's yeah. fresh on my mind. Uh, but I mean, this is stuff I've, I have been passionate about teaching students too, of, I think we need a theological framework for our students, then you have a foundation for why they believe what they believe. And so knowing who God is, it's not just intellectual knowledge. It's if you know who he is, then you better understand him and understand his character. And it helps open up all of scripture. And also these are vitally important when it comes to salvific issues as well. So, um, yeah, so like I even we just did basic theology with GBC students mm-hmm. over the last several months here. And we did the Trinity and we walked through I, I always start with what it is not. And so yeah. we started with modalism, well, tritheism mm-hmm. and modalism and Arianism and adoptionism, mm-hmm. which is Green Lantern, right? That you yes. used. Yeah. Which yeah. is the idea that the Holy Spirit came upon a good man, Jesus, and mm-hmm. gave him superpowers. Did you consider Captain America for that one? I, I did. But the thing that I really liked, so now we're going to geek on the superheroes <laughs> yeah, a little right. bit more, is that uh, the, the reason that the ring chose how Jordan was because of his courage, his virtue. Like he, he oh, that's, warranted that, yeah, that, that and I just thought it just, yeah. it, hmm. it fits so well. Oh, it well. definitely fit. Yeah. It fits so well. I did so. think though, did he try to get Captain America in here? Uh, Anyways. I, <laughs> you know, I, I almost could have done, I could have done Captain America. Well, I, I, I could have done like Iron Man for, that's the, true. for that, yeah. uh, for that one. Uh, Captain America, I actually considered with the Eutychianism because he did have his, his, I don't know if it was his DNA changed or something, but yeah. there was something yeah. biochemical that changed in him to where he wasn't just your ordinary mm-hmm. human anymore. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I would think anyway. going with Eutychianism, these are great words you guys can read about in this book <laughs> or ask us about, yeah. but of how do the two natures of Christ work? I mm-hmm. think is something that's just, maybe we don't think about, but is really confusing, hmm. especially when it comes to, and I think you handle this really well in the book, Todd, of like, how can Jesus really relate to me when it comes Mm -hmm. to temptation? And I think that's something that not just students, but adults as well of like, so he's been tempted in every way I have. Well, first Mm -hmm. of all, he didn't have technology. And it's like, well, okay, maybe not literal one-to-one, but in terms of the types of things we're tempted in. But that question of 
could Jesus have actually sinned? You know, I definitely have dealt with with teenagers and adults. And my answer to this, you can correct my heresy if I'm wrong, is that the divinity of Christ could not have sinned. Yeah. The humanity of Christ could have sinned. Mm. The person of Christ did not sin. It's kind of like okay. a cop-out answer. Okay. It is a little that's bit. How, that's yeah. how I've heard it, though, of like, <laughs> it, it, yeah, I mean, it, it's kind of like the the question of, can God create a rock so big that even yeah. rock can't lift it? If like, it's it's such a nonsensical, nonsensical question. question. Silly yeah. talk. Yeah, yeah, because it didn't happen. It, so it, yeah, yeah. In, in one sense, it is a moot question. I, I think what's really important for us to remember is that Jesus was tempted. Though. Absolutely. So he absolutely was tempted. Um, and did not sin. Yes. And, and even more important for the fact that he didn't sin. Well, that, that's probably the most important thing, but a very important <laughs> sub question to that is why did he not sin? And, and the Bible mm. never gives the answer. He did not sin because he was the son of God. Correct. He, yeah. he, he did not sin because he fought temptation mm-hmm. and, and, and I would, submit, he fought temptation as a human fights temptation. He, he didn't pull out the God card. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he, we, we don't see him in the wilderness with Satan, you know, laughing, saying, who do you think you're talking to? I'm, I'm, I'm son of God, man, right? <laughs> uh, just be gone, Satan. Instead, he, he relies upon the Holy Spirit. He quotes scripture. Yeah. He'd been praying and fasting. All of these things are, are tools, spiritual disciplines. The, the spirit, of course, is divine agency, but it's divine agency that Jesus promised to give to us as well. Exactly. Right. And promises that we will have a way out of temptation. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And so Jesus took no shortcuts. I, I, it, it's a, it's a passion of mine not to diminish the majesty and the wonder and the awe surrounding Mm -hmm. Jesus by attributing his sinlessness to his divinity. Absolutely. Um, That's it. He, he fought and fought and fought and fought and fought temptation and and never once sinned. Never once, not not one lustful look, not one uh, angry thought that that crossed the border in, into sin. Now, mm-hmm. and, and 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 thank the Lord because then Amen. because if Jesus ever does even one of those things, then then we are all cooked. Yeah, right? we're, we're we're there is no savior for us, mm-hmm. and and yet he he stunningly, stunningly fought temptation every single time successfully, never sinned, um, and then went to the cross, substitutes for us as the perfect sacrifice, the yeah. the sufficient sacrifice for us. And yeah. I think too of just how much greater is the temptation of Christ to be a being who has no sin nature, has mm-hmm. never sinned, yep. and then is now being tempted to sin for the first time mm-hmm. And also it is Satan himself that's tempting oh you. I, I'm, I'm going to go on a limb here and say that Satan has never bothered with Jordan Bradley personally in his life because, <laughs> thankfully, because I, I Satan, you know, Satan is not the same as, as God. He cannot yeah. be all places at once. He only can be in one place at once. And I, mm-hmm. my guess is he never took the time. I am down on the totem pole of when mm-hmm. Satan would come. And this mm-hmm. is Satan himself using yeah. scripture against Jesus, trying to twist it. And so to have all of that boiling tempting up. towards good things. Yes, too. exactly. Good things. Yeah. It, it's still like, he's still acknowledging that Jesus is mm-hmm. worthy and yeah. stuff, but Hey, I'll save you from what has to come or whatever. Yeah. And with us, like I, how does our temptation like 
get even close to the magnitude mm-hmm. before we easily slip into sin. Yeah. I, I just think that the magnitude of what he experiences almost in a way we can't relate to the oh. temptation of Christ because we so naturally and easily I fall totally into patterns of sin. I, I, I just, I, I want to highlight that. Uh, if, if you didn't catch what Jordan just said, run it back, listen to it <laughs> again. Uh, we, we often think that, oh, Jesus had it easier. No, we have it easier. Mm-hmm. We have it easier. We have got to just get that paradigm. I mean, um, yeah, I, Jesus literally died fighting temptation, fighting sin mm-hmm. in our place. Uh, I'll often tell people, you, you know what the easiest way to end temptation? Give in. <laughs> yeah. in. Yeah. Uh, now it, it's it's going to come back on you later sure. on. It's and it's going to make it that much harder. But Jesus never once gave in. Yeah, he not one time, not one time. So, yeah, and then how how all this re- relates? We'd mentioned Eutychianism, that that which is this idea that okay, Jesus was f- human and divine, but he only had one nature was the argument, and it was a blended together like a divine mm. hybrid a smoothie, he, a smoothie, <laughs> yeah, of, mm. of, uh, of divinity and humanity. But but a nature kind of determines what you are, and, and 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 if you don't have a full authentic human nature, then you're not truly human, and if you don't have a full authentic divine nature, then you're not really God, and if Jesus Jesus is this weird hybrid, then he's neither human nor God. Right. And that doesn't work at any level for mm-hmm. us. He's got to be fully human. He's got to be fully God. Yes. Um, and so, so that's the idea that we had mentioned before. But but how practical is this? We're talking about the essence of salvation. We're talking about, about fighting temptation and and just the, the, the wonder and awe of how Jesus managed to pull that off. Yeah. Pretty remarkable. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, so we, we will talk about Jesus a little bit. There we go. Yeah, let's, so, get, yeah. let's keep going there. So... Hero of heroes, Jesus Christ. If someone was considering Jesus, Todd, maybe there's been real conversations for you or Jordan, real conversations for you in your life. How would you help someone see, understand that Jesus is like the true and better superhero, right? So kind of thinking of your book, there's different streams of this, but maybe just kind of tie this together for us. Like just what would you say? Uh, How is Jesus the true and better hero. Well, I, so, so I would, if, if I really wanted to geek out on superheroes for a while, when I was talking Please. about this with them, I, I would say something along the lines of that, that, that the superheroes of comic lore and of movies, the heroes, they, they appeal to something in us. There's mm-hmm. something that, that, that wants that hero. Mm-hmm. Um, it, like, we, especially living in Portland, we need a Batman patrolling the streets is what we need, right? Um, and and who, who hasn't like wished, man, I, I wish there actually was a Superman who would swoop down out of the sky Absolutely. And, and save the day. Yeah. Um, so there, there's something in these superheroes that, that, that is very appealing to all of us. And, and, but but the Jesus of the Bible comes with this ring of authenticity that that we know it's it's not too good to be true. It's it's like it's it's so good that it has to be true because yeah. Jesus is Jesus is in a way no, <laughs> he he's not merely the the hero that that we need. He's 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 also the hero that that the hum, in God's judgment that that humanity deserves mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, you can like bonus points to pick the movie that that comes from. Um, <laughs> for, for the listeners, yeah. Sorry, I'll let that out. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, um, 
so uh, it, read read through the gospels mm. and 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 consider how the gospel writers portray Jesus in all of his humanity and and you'll find that that there is something absolutely authentic it it's 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 not that Jesus is superhuman Jesus is perhaps the most authentically human person that you will ever encounter in the scriptures probably precisely because he never sins mm-hmm. um and and then look and see what the scriptures have to say about the divinity of Jesus um and 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 then marvel at the coherence uh as as they as the gospel writers portray a Jesus who is human and divine and and yet is able to navigate that four different authors navigating it without any contradiction or incoherence and that at the end you get this i this person to where if the gospel writers are correct he he is the 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 only being who is worthy of praise mm-hmm. and worship and admiration and but and not not just that he's worthy of it but by the time we're done studying him it there's something in us that feels obligated yes to worship him um not not because he's the biggest, baddest dude on the block who's going to bully his way into our affections, but because it becomes our delight mm-hmm. to to worship him. Um, anyway, I, I, those are just some ideas. Amen. I, I appreciated your, your book, and I'm not saying this because we're sitting across from each other, but honestly, like just thinking about the wonder of who Jesus is, like the book in some kind of way, helps us see the beauty of Jesus. Um, and so I just, uh, can't commend it enough to, um, our church in that way. We should all be wanting to know our Lord and savior more. And uh, I think the book helps in that way. So yeah, it's about comic superbook heroes, but in a deeper way, it's about yeah. more than that too. Yeah, so and I would say that I, I think I give enough background on the soup on the comic book characters that you don't really have totally. to oh, no. yeah, you do be a, great a job. fan. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, great so, point. so if you're thinking, well, I don't really like comic books and this is probably in the book for me. Well, I, I think you've probably heard of Superman. You've probably heard of Batman. And so, yeah, I mean, Ant-Man yeah. and Green Lantern might be the most, yeah. Which one are those again? Yeah. Yeah. No, you do a great exactly. job. Yeah. Yep. And you set up it. And I, yeah, you did a great job of how those do parallel these different heresies. Mm-hmm. And so they point to Jesus. Yeah. It's a good yeah. book. Easy yep. read. Yeah, totally. Yep. You, you learn a little church history along the way. Yeah. yeah. Try to do that. So councils. Important. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> did, did, Some creeds. Did a bit of that. You'll, you, you know, by the end of the book, you'll, you'll think, man, I guess I am a Chalcedonian Christian. That's right. You, <laughs> are. you, you yeah. didn't realize you were, but, but oh, you yeah. are. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, so. that's so good. How about, um, I was just reading the book, you know, thinking about our conversation. Um, what do you guys, we can just bounce this around here a little bit. What do you find most compelling, maybe even most comforting lately or in your life about Jesus, right? So thinking about his glory, his power, his love, his wonder, just all of it. Like, where do you find yourself? Where's that most connecting with you lately? Maybe even comforting you again in some kind of way. That's would be cool for us to kind of bounce that around. Like if Jesus is this awesome mm-hmm. and he is like, how's that living in us and in our lives lately? 
So anyway, that's where my mind went with reading this. So thoughts? Sure, I, I do. Yeah. I'll go first because I, I have been thinking about this a little bit. Uh, our, our culture is so heavy handed uh, mm. right now. Uh, and, and it feels like various authorities are acting in uh, in almost weaponized and coercive ways. And yet Jesus, the most powerful being in the universe because he is fully God, uh, comes to us as in, in the... the <laughs> The one place in the Gospels where he actually describes himself. He's like, hey, Jesus, how would you describe yourself? How does he do it? He says, I, I am gentle and lowly, mm-hmm. um, humble. Um, his, his, his invitation to us is uh, take my yoke upon you, right? And, and, and it is a yoke, but it is, um, he, he, he describes it as, as, as light. Um, where he's going to do all the heavy lifting for us. Um, he asks a lot of us, but he, he never asks more than he gave and he never asks more than he will empower in us. Mm-hmm. And um, it, it, the, the, the humility of, of Jesus Christ is uh, a stunning thing, but Oh, so attractive! I, I, I wish I, I, I would yearn <laughs> uh, for for people who don't know Jesus to to recognize that in Him and say, okay, compare this yeah. to, to to all the other competitors for your loyalty and and your hope yes. right now. Uh, he's gonna He's gonna come out mm. on the favorable side. Amen. Amen. That's good. Jordan, have anything there? Yeah. Um... I would say, I mean, this is always something I'm struggling with of as someone who, who really, really struggles with depression and just being down on myself a lot and my own worst enemy. Um, I know we want to make these timeless, but as we have been going through Galatians, and if you're listening to this five years in the future, I don't know why you are. <laughs> Go back and listen to our Galatians series. But, uh, Todd recently preached of you know, that God wants us, the father wants us. And, you know, that's mm-hmm. Jesus wants us. And when I so often don't like myself, I don't want myself, you know, I wish I was different or I don't know, I'm beating myself up about one small mistake and I've elevated it to the greatest thing in the entire world. And yet Jesus wants me. He wants to be in a relationship with me, not because I know I am well aware I do not deserve to be wanted. That's the thing that I struggle with. And yet he does. And he says, I came for you. I died for you. I sacrificed for you because I love you and I want you. And um, yeah, I, I certainly hmm. am well aware of the fact that I cannot save myself. I need a superhero to save me. And um, I, I just try to try to rest hmm. in that and try to let that actually transform my identity in those moments when I am down on myself so much of, hmm. okay, but who does Jesus say that I am? And um, that's, I mean, that's been a battle for 38 years and it might still continue to be, but the encouragement of, of good teachers and reading scripture and just have a better understanding of who Jesus is and why he did what he did, Amen. I hope can transform me and that I can make sure our, you know, our young people understand that as well as they're trying to figure out who they are in the world. If, mm. if you're anything, you are wanted. Mm. And mm. 
it's just there for you to accept and you don't have to you don't have to do anything other than recognize that I need you because I can't do this myself. So mm-hmm. thanks for sharing that. That was really yeah. good. Amen. Amen, brother. Um Todd, closing encouragements for Gresham Bible Church from your book, Things People Should Consider Before I uh, <laughs> Recommend It Again. Like, where can people get the book to read? Uh, uh, you can buy it any place where books are sold, I suppose. <laughs> yeah. Not, except that's not even true because you, you won't walk in Barnes and Noble. It's not going to be there. Um, you, can, you can get it on Amazon. But if, if you want to get it from me, I, I get a really good author discount and I'm totally happy to pass it on to you for what I pay for them. That's awesome. So, Thank you. So it's pretty cheap, like six bucks or so. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Thank thank you. Um, again, I said it earlier in the podcast. I said it because I mean it. Um, I'd encourage people to read the book. It's going to fix your eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. Mm-hmm. Do it in a way that's thoughtful, engaging, and um, parents not trying to dictate what you should do in your summer, but as you're considering what summer is going to look like, man, this would be a great approach to lean into discipling your kids together. Um, and I bet you wouldn't regret it. So um, awesome book that way. All right. Before you close, I tell you're about to. Do it. What superpower would you guys want if you could have any superpower? Oh my goodness oh, gracious. Give me a minute. You guys go first. I know what mine is. Do you know, Todd? Do you have one? Uh, I, I, so I, I know which one I, I absolutely could not have. Uh, like invisibility, I, I I would use that for evil. I I, I, I would. I, so I just I, it can't be that. So it, it would have to just be something like super strength or super speed. I figured uh, that, you're that's the only say thing I trust speed. myself with. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I spoken like a true hero. Uh, yeah, your weaknesses. Oh, yes, well. yeah. I feel like teleportation is easily the greatest superpower. Ooh, oh, that's that a cool. good one. If I could teleport anywhere and like grab people and take them with me, oh, yeah. of like. Is that like across time or only in your own time period? Your time period. But like, you know, Mm -hmm. you and I, like the three of us right now could be like, hey, do you want to go grab, you know, a gelato in Italy right now? And we just, boom, we go. Or like, hey, let's go record this at the Wailing Wall. I don't think it'd be conducive for sound recording. (laughs) But, you know, like just to teleport anywhere. Yeah, that would be a strong argument. Jordan Bradley. Oh, it'd be the best power. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, I'm kind of disappointed right now that you don't have it. Because um, <laughs> that yeah. sounds amazing. Let's go. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I need to think about this more. You guys have thought about this more. Just immediately what comes to mind this is such a weak, weak answer. I'm disappointed in myself, but flying. Yeah, that's fine. That'd be amazing. Like if you could be like a stealth bomber jet and you could go <laughs> mock whatever, just the fun of that. It would be fun. Like, I've always wanted to fly a fighter jet, but to be a fighter jet? Yeah, With that'd be amazing. With teleportation, I will argue, you could just teleport into Yo, the sky and oh, free fall down. And free fall down. Just keep teleporting so yeah, it's like right. you're flying. <laughs> this is good. Yeah. This okay. is a great question. One last comic book question. Please, go we're, for it. We're not bad on time. Do you have a favorite, all-time favorite comic book movie? Is it like the original Richard Donner Superman or original oh. Tim Burton Batman or something newer? Oh man, that's a, I, I, I did really like the very first Tim Burton Batman, mm-hmm. um, because it was, it was kind of new. Yeah. Um, and it was, it, it felt like a big reboot for things. Um, again, my, my favorite one lately has been the latest Batman though. Um, it's really good. I, I, it's so good. yeah, I, I, 
Yeah, I guess I would have to say those two. And yeah. it's, it's interesting they're both Batman. That's interesting. And, and one is demonstrably better in every way than the... <laughs> like, but, but I really like that first Tim Burton. The first one's I, really I, good. I, I like the Michael Keaton one. I like Jack Nicholson as the Joker. Yeah. And, um, but it felt like they were trying. Yeah, <laughs> it felt like yeah. they were trying. And I was really grateful for that. Do you have a favorite? Jordan, well, I want to hear your answer. Uh, I mean, most people say like the best movie is the Dark Knight Batman movie. It's, it's always Batman. I think if you have not seen the original Superman movie, with, you need to with, watch uh, it. With Christopher Reeves? Oh, yeah. That oh, one. Christopher Reeves okay. is the best Superman ever because he's so perfect. Just from taking off his glasses can transform while you're looking yeah, at him on the screen okay. from Clark Kent to Superman. It's unbelievable how he does it. I, I don't think there'll ever be a better Superman actor than him because wow. he does the right. Clark Kent so well. And just the like... He was good. The wholesomeness of like, he just is going to do the right thing because yeah. he has the power I to do I still like the music to that movie oh, too. Yeah, yes. John Williams, man. Because yep. as, as Clark Kent, he actually looked very uh, unassuming, yes. gentle, humble. Yeah. Like there's no way this could be the guy because yes. he's it's a doofus. It's incredible yeah. acting what he does. <laughs> Yeah. But I think actually, I think the best comic book movie, and some people don't, oh, it's animated. I think Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse oh, is okay. the best comic book movie. It does such a good job. That's it's got a good call. insane comic book premises. You got multiverses and multiple yeah. Spider-Men. But the main message at the end of that, anyone can be Spider-Man. It's just about whatever power you have, using your responsibility the right way. And I just think they nail it with that Miles Morales character who's one of my favorite and can't wait for him to come in live action movies, but yeah, that is so a good, good call, man. Isn't it I feel interesting? Like watching some movies right now. Yeah, <laughs> isn't it interesting that that Spider Man is the most popular comic book, and I think for a lot of people because Peter Parker is so relatable. Yeah, to, mm -hmm. and yet he he is not like us. Yeah, you point out the book. <laughs> yeah, he's yeah, but not he's like not us relatable. At all. Not yeah. like us at all. Yeah, and, and yeah, I think that's why we like him so much is because like, oh, I could be Peter Parker. Yeah, yeah. If you got bit by a radioactive spider, yeah, yeah. change your DNA or whatever. I, I'm having yeah. a flashback. My dad growing up, the Sunday comics. For those of you that are younger, you don't know what newspapers are, but it used to be a big <laughs> packet of the Sunday paper. Right, would have ads and all the comics. My dad would sit down with my two younger brothers and I, and he would read us the. Peter Parker, you know, oh, Spider-Man cool. yeah. every single Sunday. Nice. So yeah, Spider-Man's pretty awesome. Yeah. 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 Jordan, any other good superhero questions? You're, <laughs> hey, uh, how, how about real quick? It's summertime. People are going to be hanging out, watching movies. Give us your top five ranking of superhero <laughs> movies. Okay. I'm saying all this, movies are just the Marvel MCU. Your call. I want people to talk with you about this. Just the excitement on your face right now gives me joy. <laughs> yeah. Here, I'll give just a brief history of my comic book history. I was a closeted comic book reader because when I was in middle school in the late 90s and early 2000s, it was like seen as like, you dorky nerd. Like even my best friends didn't know that I read comic books. Wow, really? And so I read comic books and then all of a sudden they're the most popular movies in the world. And I just have this wealth of knowledge of comic books. <laughs> oh, yeah. But it's like, oh yeah, no, that's the storyline from 2004 with oh, like, yeah, man. but I had to hide it forever. So you, you, you left me in the desk because I stopped reading in the late seventies. I, I figured you did, yeah. but, and I've read some of those and they're classics for a reason. I'll mm -hmm. hook you up with newer stuff if nice. you want it when we're okay. done talking here. Uh, I'll do MCU because everybody loves okay. the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So my number one is Captain America, the Winter Soldier. Mm. I think that I, Captain America is my favorite character in the MCU, even though I love Spider-Man. Chris Evans is perfect at that role. Uh, the first Guardians of the Galaxy, the fact that they made a talking tree and raccoon 
popular for people to understand. I, I love the Guardians comic. I was like, I cannot believe they're making this. I can't believe they pulled it off. So good. Uh, Black Panther, uh, I think he's incredible. Oh, yeah. I think that's the best villain in any of the Marvel movies mm. with Eric Killmonger. The newest Spider-Man, Spider-Man No Way Home, spoiler alert, but to have all the Spider-Men come together and it actually that was it made cool. sense is incredible. And then Thor Ragnarok at number five. I think they finally nailed the tone with Thor being all powerful and yet the humor. I love that you can just speak to your top five. You're just boom, here it is. Well, it's I'm on breaking a list it down in front of me scouting scouting report. Yeah, yeah. I know, <laughs> but you know this <laughs> stuff. My, yeah, I could yeah. have told you anyways. But yeah. Okay. I am a nerd, every Everybody. <laughs> did real quick follow up question. Yes. How much did Taylor know about your comic book love before you guys got married? It's uh, a good question. I mean, they're comic. Or does books. she not know right no, now? No, no. She okay, does. okay. I have comic books at home on our bookshelf. Um, I mean, like comic book <laughs> movies were starting to be a big thing. You know, like I remember going to maybe did we go to the Dark Knight together? I don't know if we were dating then. Anyways, we went to comic book movies together as they were starting to be, and I was nerdy enough and excited enough. 2003, I want to say? 2004? No, Dark Knight was like 07 or 08. Oh, well, what was the first of the Nolan ones? Uh, Batman Begins. That would have been 05 or 06. Okay. Okay, that's what I was thinking of. There are so many people not listening right now to this podcast. No, I know. That's okay. That's okay. But, uh... Yeah, I think she knew. I don't think she knew like, oh, you actually collect stuff too. And yeah. I still buy stuff at 38. Cool. And how about any them? of your yeah. kids, Todd? Did they get your love of superheroes? I, I took my kids to the movies. Um, yeah. And we, my, my ones at home now, we, we still love watching, we still love watching the movies. So cool. Okay. Yeah. They're very willing to, to go. I, if if I take them to like Excalibur, which is the comic book shop ne- near yeah. where I used to live on Wednesdays, that's when the new releases come out. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's always it's always the 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 great day for comic book fans. So. <laughs> oh, that's yeah. great! All right, uh, Gresham Bible Church. I, I, I hope uh, this has been helpful. No, th- th- this book is awesome. I would read encourage, the book. Read the book. I would, en- I would encourage us to talk with Todd about it. If you're around downtown Gresham on a Tuesday and just want to come talk with Todd, come hang out in our office, talk with him about the book, about um, other things, talk with Jordan about this. And um, I think it'd be an engaging approach and wanted to use this episode to thank our friends at Humble Beast who have given us permission to use the great music on the podcast. Maybe after this podcast, they won't anymore, but they have. And so thank you for our friends at Humble Beast. So Gresham Bible Church, hope this discussion has been helpful and uh, hope it's a window to help us have our eyes on Jesus more and more. So love you and praying for you, Gresham Bible Church. Thanks. Thanks.